What's up, everyone? You are listening to the Steal Like a Filmmaker podcast featuring Kyle Harries and Stephen Buna, where we talk all things filmmaking and video production. Each week, we speak with select industry guests to educate, entertain, and inspire the current and future generation of filmmakers. Without further ado, we hope you enjoy the show. Diving more into, you know, how the the numbers actually work in terms of turning creativity into a business, which I think is such an interesting juxtaposition. And, and I think it's why the three of us have such great chemistry is because we all kind of come from slightly different backgrounds getting to the point where we are today, because I actually came into filmmaking having the passion for it, but also understanding from a more traditional background how to make sense of where the numbers all come together. Now, communicating that and getting a client to put up the budget for it is an entirely different thing that the three of us have um, experienced. But, you know, the the most interesting thing that, um, Steve, you and I kind of touched on in the previous episode was around just how much effort goes into the creation of some of these projects and how undervalued it still is, or at least by there's a, there's certain portions of the market where you've got high end companies that have big budgets and they understand that like to get the the highest end looks your your Coca Colas your Nikes so on and so forth they put a lot of money into their productions because they understand that there's a lot that goes into making it look good enough for them and then there's the the middle tier where they sometimes have enough budget sometimes don't then you have the bottom tier where they're just trying to like get they they see a Nike commercial and they want that but they don't understand that everything that goes into it um so where I would kind of like to to dive into the conversation and start with you Brian as well is to talk about some of those projects that you have worked on that were on some of like the the larger companies that you've worked with I know you've worked with Puma I know you did a project with Noble you worked at Apple Music for a while. So kind of the juxtaposition of transitioning from, um, you know, doing these videos in high school to ultimately ending up working with some brands like that and how creativity is actually treated differently at those levels where the, you know, we, we've all heard that story where a company that you work for for 500 bucks is like, I'm making a huge investment into you. You know, I'm looking forward to partnering with you on this, yada, yada, yada. And then you've got the company who has a $50,000 budget and then you hit them up and they're like, money's been transferred, right? Like it's, it's such a different mindset. So I'd love to kind of hear from your perspective, how that evolves. Cause it's not like we only work with these big budget clients. Now we still work with some of these smaller clients, but in your experience, um, what do you think is kind of the biggest difference between the mindset of those two um, personas, if you will, the company that doesn't know exactly how much production should should cost and isn't willing to invest in it versus the companies that are ready to to drop the money on it because they understand it? I think the quality, you always try to reach the same heights. It's just a matter of your resources and thinking uh, creatively based off of what budgets you actually do have or don't have. Um, and we deal with that all the time. Um, and I think that it, it's always that, you know, is, it was that meme where you see one on one side, it's like, wait, so how much you got and how much is it going to cost me? And it's really, really 
tough. And I don't exactly have an answer for anybody on this planet because it's like the one side that has always perplexed me. But uh, what I would say to you is my approach on both is always the same. It's okay. Once you understand the um, resources and money that you're going to have to uh, be able to work with, whether it's a lot or it's a little, because they both have challenges, right? Um, and different expectations. But you're saying to yourself, I'm going to creatively come up with a way to shoot. I only have 500 bucks. Okay. What idea can I come up with based off that? What homie of mine has a really cool rooftop that he just lives at? And then I'm like, hey, can I just come over there and shoot someone on your rooftop just performing? And then bang, I got a music video. It looks like I paid a whole bunch of money. And maybe it's like I got a gimbal and it worked out. Even if you just had an iPhone and you have one of those little gimbal, uh, you know, for an iPhone and you're just running around them in circles, it might look like you had a 360 cam up. It looks like you had a whole track and a whole situation. You got the sun flaring and you go at the right time. It's like, oh, my God, we just made this music video that only had $500 because I had a homie that had a rooftop or, you know, a homie that has a Corvette. And I'm like, okay, cool. Can we strap you know, take 200 bucks and get a car mount and strap it to that car so we can make it look like it was expensive. Cause that's always the thing is like, how do I make this scene look really expensive? And I think that's on an education base of like, I started watching commercials and obviously there's a dope part of the commercial fragrance ad, a woman's like lifting out of the water and the, all the VFX that Steve does, you put it all into that. A lot of the money went into that part. Right. But it's like, if I watch back that commercial though, before that 10 second shot of her just coming out of the water and uh, dripping all over and she's just rising up to the sun, it's like, well, some of the shots that happened prior to that when she was underneath the water or when she was just like putting her hand through the water or she's walking through the woods, I'm like, wait, I might be able to do that. Maybe the may, maybe I'm lucky and I live in a place where my woods look just like that. So I just gotta, like that company, when it's a lot of money is saying, all right, well, we're just going to go ahead and get massive smoke machines. We can block out the entire piece of woods that looks so magical. And we can shoot at any time because we got 20Ks out there. We got a full crew. We can have a whole bunch of stuff going on. Whereas it's just me and I'm saying, all right, so I can get a smoke machine, but it's, it's going to dissipate. So maybe I need to go there on a morning where the sun actually looks like what the big production is going to light it like. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, now it's already a little bit of dew going on there. Maybe in VFX, I might be able to enhance a little bit of that smoke with some fake stuff in there. And all of a sudden, a couple of my scenes look pretty close to the commercial. And right there you, is the framework of at least how to, to try to take a lower budget thing and make it feel bigger if you can dissect the shots that are actually uh, within your wheelhouse. Cause I think most times like when you're starting out, when you come out of like a film school or even some people, some, you know, f foolish ambition, you're just like, you know what? I can, I can make someone rise out of the water like that. Like, Oh, I just strap some rope around her. I just pull her out. It's like, well, you know, you could get yourself into trouble because maybe you could pull it off, but maybe that was not the smartest thing. You put all your effort into trying to recreate the big blockbuster part of that movie uh, or that commercial. 
Um, however, the hard part in all that is always, like you said, that client side is trying to say to them, oh man, like I can make this look pretty close to that dope commercial that was like a million dollars. You're like, oh, okay, so how, how are you going to do that? And you're like, oh, well, I'll do this, this, and this. And like, eh, no. So being able to, and I think that is the side, Kyle, and that's why I think we got together is like so perfect is like for me and I, I'm still growing on the side of it is I just get so excited about the idea, the concept and what you can create. And then it's trying to convey that to someone when you're saying a bunch of jargon about creating and all this stuff that they're just like, I know that that commercial costs a, a, a million dollars and I've got about five grand for you. So it sounds cool that you want to do that, but like your idea maybe is not going to work. So having someone such as yourself that really understands how to concisely and they just chop through and say, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is what we can do for you um, is, is where you shine and where I think a lot of filmmakers is a, is a huge thing to try to, to work on. Uh, and I know I've, I've always been working on as ways to express to people there is ways to get around and make something for the high budget, obviously, the low budget, um, but you have to approach it a certain way. Um, over the years with even large companies, there's times when there's a shot or vision or ob something they want to pull off that virtually is just not really budget friendly. But then you have to think outside the box. Uh, and we kind of talked about this uh, a little bit too is utilizing different skill sets or even a method like Brian's been in multiple different, you know, he's worked in multiple different things outside of film, multiple jobs, as well as Kyle. There's things you have seen that you can go back on. That's why you do that little brain wheel. That's when those little cogs start turning in your head. Like, okay, I've got to pull this off. How can I make something look like something that even though it's not even that? And that's where a lot of good creatives are able to pull that off. And they're like, okay, I can give you this. Now, with the naked eye, it's going to look like absolute garbage, but on camera, it's going to look beautiful. Just trust me. Trust me on that. And then once you show them, they're like, oh, my God, there's no way that's going to look like crap. Or that's going to look like crap on camera. And then when they look at the camera, they're like, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. See? See? And that's when we get to say, hey, this is why we get paid the, the zero bucks, right? <laughs> but no, and then that's the, the beauty of what we, we do is there are times, even with big budgets and small budgets, where you have to think outside that box. And that's the beauty of creating this stuff, but trying to convey that to someone who can't visually see something. Not everybody's a visual, uh, a visual person. Um, and that's one thing that as in this industry, you do have to combat with when you're working with clientele is um, getting them to physically visualize something that's not in front of them and seeing a concept or idea. Uh, I the kind of hint at like, even like, Take, for instance, TLC, HGTV, all those DIY shows. Everyone sees that crap and they're like, woo, I like that. But the thing is, they might like that, but they're getting to see a visual of something that was already done or that's going to be completed. We don't actually get that. We don't always get that privilege to be able to do that. And I know that's kind of a different thing. It's a different medium, but that medium is still the same and applies to us in the same instance. And that era where people are becoming a little bit more visually capable 
and learning is, is becoming a little bit better with all the AI stuff that's coming out. The new technologies are out there. Uh, the television, the movies, the stuff you're seeing, it's becoming a little bit more easier to be able to communicate. But you're going to get those old older clientele or even the newer clientele that just don't see it that way. So. You know, I have uh, uh, speaking of like technology and people like learning new things, I think one of the breakthroughs and this happened a while back, but like I was ex- trying to explain this to someone through like, you know, I'm going to edit this project, but I also, you know, I'll help you out with a color grade and I'll, I'll color grade and, and full on color correct thing. And they're like, well, what does that mean? What color grade? What does that mean? What are you talking about? And I didn't at the time know how to tell someone like, like, what exactly it is so i just used literally was like when you on instagram when you take your photo and like you put like a filter on it or you put like a color it like takes it from like whatever you have to like blue and all that stuff i'm like that's what i'm doing but i'm essentially doing it in a more professional way it's kind of more splatted on there when you just do it on like instagram's like one tone one whatever so we're just doing it in a more professional fashion and that per- client was like oh Okay, got it. Color grade. Yeah, I'd love a color grade. It's like, okay. (laughs) You know, breakthrough. I've actually used the whole, you know, when you color a a picture in a coloring book, you're you're coloring it. It's sort of like that concept, but I'm coloring over a colored image, right? Right, (laughs) So so it's like, you know, and they're like, what? I'm like, just think of it that way. I'm taking a black and white, adding some color to it. But this way I'm taking like something that's neutralized and I'm going to add a little bit of pink over here and I'm going to tweak this little note here i mean it's a lot of tweaking and um, you know there's software that's, that do it better than others uh yeah there's this one called uh davinci resolve that like really all the professionals are using <laughs> for the audience that can't see but, but again you know it, it, the end results i think I've, i think i talked about that before the end results are really where we all shine so i don't know really what you're talking about on all that uh program type stuff for for the audience that's an, an inside joke between me and steve and brian because we've been trying to get him to switch over to davinci he uses it for color grading quite often but he doesn't like do all of his editing in there so we give him a bunch of shit about it and his face was exactly what we were hoping for right there <laughs> it is free too i don't know what i'm thinking like honestly like come on Dude, i want to touch on one thing is like go to big clients yeah, to kind of talk about a little bit what we were talking about, the big, big clients. We'll say like, we'll just throw Weta out there, right? We'll, we'll just say studios per se, not clients, but Weta. Look at the most recent film, Avatar. The stuff they were able to pull off in that film, the years it took to achieve it, the technology that went into it, the pure amounts of astronomical amounts of money that went into that film, the end result is absolutely stunning. No one can deny that. And even the first one still holds up to this day pretty darn well. I can deny it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of technology that goes in there. And, you know, there's a lot of people that will still use the word motion capture. Don't say that around too many people because it's called performance capture around newer other people now. Um, but... There's so much stuff that went into that that they had to figure out because they knew that not the software could not do all of it for them. So they had to figure out ways of doing it. They even created stuff. There's studios out there doing that all over the place. There's small companies finding ways to create stuff everywhere you look. And that ability 
shows you that even a company of such stature with such money backing it was able, you know, still had challenges. They challenged themselves day in and day out to create some of the most difficult things and even some of the simpler things because, they, of course, they want to enhance that. They want to take that one step further um, because that name comes with it. You know, when you have a, a style like that and a name like that, people expect a certain caliber from you. And uh, so that tells you don't don't just assume because you're small – you're not going to get the same challenges or, you know, the big people, you know, higher up companies, bigger companies don't get that challenge. They're challenged just as much as even the smallest person within the industry. So the challenges are there across the spectrum, which is nice. It kind of keeps, makes us all equal in some standpoint, but um, it is a very nice thing to see. So just so, just so if you're new into the industry, just know that it's not, not just us, not the, not the small people, not, you know, you new people that are coming in. Um, it's everybody. And, you know, obviously we talk about a lot of technical jargon and all that stuff. And like I've said, like a bunch is it comes to that end result. But I think not only do you get that end result, but that end result is not just a beautiful film or commercial. It is something that is targeted and put together so that way the community, the masses can take that message and maybe there it, it hits them a certain way. And that's why they connect to a brand and they want to associate themselves with that brand buy the products. Uh, they want to, you know, be a part of all of it. And I think that in a nutshell is kind of, I think why I wanted to, or why we wanted to start astronaut is because when you're freelancing, when you're, doing different roles and different projects, you're not able to convey all the time as just a DP or just an editor that I'm here to completely put a project together so it's meaningful for you. And that doesn't have to be meaningful just because it looks beautiful. It can be meaningful because it is going to be, you know, commerce, obviously you got to make some money and you want to get that message out to people where it isn't just, hey, I got really cool t-shirts and we put a lot of effort into this t-shirt. Do you want to just buy it? And we gave it a decent price. It's like, no, well, there's something that goes into that brand. There's something that, you know, that goes into uh, why they started and, you know, it could be a drink, it could be a fragrance, it could be, um, you know, a fitness trainer and why they train people. Um, it could be a shoe and why that will improve and help others who run our runners or people who want to run or, you know, just the every man and being able to put a piece that is targeted for that specific thing is what we do and what we wanted to do as a crew. Um, and it means a lot to us because, of course, a beautiful film means a lot. Uh, but what means even more is if you can touch, if you can reach out and you can bring some meaning to it, even if that meaning is just a cool way to say, hey, we made a really dope T-shirt and we think you should buy it. We can do that in a certain way that isn't so forceful or is cool and or just feels really organic, really, right? That's, that's kind of what it's all about is to make it feel organic. And I think we can do that in a plethora of styles. And I think we'll continue to grow in doing that. And uh, uh, I think that's the main thing, whether it's big or small. That's the thing, I think, to get convey to clients. And I think that's who we want to partner with, are people who care about uh, crafting, uh, you know, a message through visual, speaking through a visual. Um, 
and of course, as we see, like the numbers show, like it doesn't matter what you do, social media, it doesn't matter where you're looking, look up at a billboard, you know, it doesn't matter what, you're kind of being, you know, given a message and we want to be able to give it in a really organic and beautiful way. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's something that the client side, I think is starting to understand, but like it comes down to strategy. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that, especially in that, like, I think it's what the big companies really understand. And it's because they have the resources to have somebody on staff that's like dedicated to strategy. And they're ultimately the ones responsible for implementing these campaigns. But really, at any level of a business, you've got nothing if you don't have an effective strategy. And that strategy mm-hmm. stretches across your entire business. But particularly, I think that like a lot of companies look at creating visuals or creating videos, creating video marketing as more of a cost than an investment because they aren't approaching it with strategy. And where I think that there's a big gap in the industry, which is why the three of us together uh, ultimately decided to come together, is that a lot of companies are expecting video, like traditional video production houses to have that strategy piece in mind. And they might not, they might, a lot of them are expecting to just Mm -hmm. be fed a concept that they can then execute Mm -hmm. without putting any thought into, okay, but, but why and for who, and how is it going to return your investment? And, you know, when you really get in front of, and we've seen this time and time again, when you find a client that is like very numbers driven and they might not put much of anything into um, more creative marketing because they're like, oh, well, I can see that if I spend this much on Google ads, I'll get this much in return. Mm -hmm. The return is so much more significant on creating effective creative, especially when done with an appropriate strategy, that that's where the shift needs to happen. So even on the client side, and I, I do think that we're starting to see that a little bit more, that people are starting to understand that just because if I had to put a, a finger on what's caused it, I think it's social media. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because there's there's such a volume that you need to now cut through in order to actually like get your visuals and your creativity in front of people. Mm-hmm. But the virality and the ability for the, the potential for ROI on investment into high-quality creative has only gone up since, you know, social media really got in front of people. Um, so, you know, I think that's, that's the thing that clients need to understand is that there are certain production companies and there are certain digital marketing companies out there that do actually come to you with strategy. But if you don't, if you go to a company that doesn't have that and you don't have it internally, that's where you're going to be viewing your struggling yeah you're going to struggle a lot because all of a sudden you are now seeing a number that they're presenting to you okay this video is going to cost you ten thousand dollars we can make it exactly to your vision but if you don't understand what that vision is supposed to be or where it returns you money they're going to make you a ten thousand dollar video and it's going to sit on your hard drive because you spent another five promoting it and it got you nothing Mm -hmm. so that i think is one of the biggest things that from a to kind of wrap the conversation on the business of creativity there's a lot that goes into the execution of these things. And at the end of the day, like if you're talking about anything, even like films do fall into this category. A good film has to have a good strategy behind it in order for it to get the distribution that it needs. Oh, yeah. But if you're talking about anything else from a business perspective, you're, you're talking about marketing. 
and mm-hmm. any video that you put out there, any visual campaign that you put out there is marketing. So it needs to come with a strategy. And if you don't have that, you need to find a partner who's going to be going to help you through that part. It's going to cost you some extra so that you can actually get that piece done because mm-hmm. that is one of the most valuable pieces of marketing, period. But don't expect that every video production company is going to have that. And if you don't have it internally, save your money until you can invest it with the right people because it will become a yeah. cost if you don't yeah. take the appropriate steps. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd echo that 100%. I mean, it's as simple as, as on top of it is when you do a one-off project and you're just like, hey, just craft me a cool visual. It's like, but without the strategy, without the, the thought of what that's going to be, how that could blossom, it's just a plant that is really amazing that you throw out in the sun and let it just bake and it just crispy as crap. And it's like, okay, well, I didn't water that thing at all. And so, you know, one thing I think that separates us, or I, at least I hope does, um, is that we continuously want to water the plant and the, the things we create. We constantly want to be able to take that plant and then have that thing blossom into other little plants that go along with it, that become a garden for a company, you know, Um, because that is when you really, when you're talking about an investment, is when you really start to see, okay, these are really good people to work with. These are people that are invested in making, you know, not only really good art, but also with a purpose and with a, uh, a message that can make this more fruitful and build that garden. And, and, and uh, I think that's really what we're in the business of doing, right? It is entertainment and we are trying to entertain people with cool visuals, but we're also trying to make sure um, it's profitable. Um, and I think that the only way to do that is to, and when we come with that strategy and not only do we come with our strategy, right? But we're also trying to collaborate with other people because we understand they have certain sensibilities. So it's not like a, a rinse and repeat. We just make the same video for everybody. It's like we're taking your sensibilities and saying, okay, well, your company is based off this. This is the heartbeat of your company. Well, we want everyone to see that heartbeat. We want that to ripple. We want everyone to see that across everything that you do, that it has that certain sensibility. And that's different for every company, Nike, Puma, they all have, I mean, at some way, you know, you're going to see videos and styles that start to be similar, but they do have different messages. Um, and I think, I think that's an important part of it all. Um, you know, just gardening it over here. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. Trying to let these plants flourish. And, um, you know, just for the record, if you're a client, looking for video production and the company that you're speaking with doesn't ask you about the strategy behind the video, just run, (laughs) go find somebody else. Cause it's, it's a huge problem. And we've seen a lot of companies get burned by this and they come into their next conversations with a very sour taste in their mouth because they're like, Oh, well this guy just charged me eight grand for a video that cost me eight grand and made me $4 back. Right. So yeah. If that's the case, make sure that you run. That's all we got to say. 
Yeah, and at the end of the day, we're trying to we're doing the same thing, right? We're we're trying to build ourselves the exact same way, and every filmmaker is doing that. They're their own company, they're their own CEO, and every single film, every single commercial, every piece that they craft is their garden, and they get to show that off, and they have their own strategy. So even if someone comes and they say, "Hey, well, that's nice that you want to do a bunch of videos for us and craft this whole strategy thing," well, we just want a one-off commercial. Well, that doesn't mean that we can't make sure that one-off commercial is you know tended to in the best way possible that it's actually going to reap some benefits for you more than just being a cool commercial and it is a cool commercial that we then can put as part of our garden you know what i mean and be able to to show off because uh, we're doing the exact same thing so it would be uh it wouldn't be smart to 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 not take it seriously on both sides both the person creating the video and the company that needs a specific thing um all those things are really important and something that we on a daily more so than individuals are trying to convey is, is, is what this is going to be, what we are trying to make because the worst thing ever. And I know anyone who's listening to this, if, if you're, you know, you create something, you create a video and someone doesn't promote it and you're like, Oh my God, no one has seen this thing or, Oh, that thing was so dope, but they, it just fell flat. And I've heard of actors, you know, you know, actor studios you listen to them and they're like i made this film and i think it's my best film and you're like oh come on you've done all this yada yada and like they just didn't market this film properly and you're like maybe i didn't see that film you go watch it and you're like oh that was really dope but they just didn't put the money and effort into that that, letting it flourish letting it bloom um and i mean how many movies how many commercials how many things are like that um and we try with 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 every I think it's important for anybody, not just us, but anybody, when you're making a, a, a visual, is thinking how this could last longer. And I think uh, to that point, when you're making something really small or really big, it kind of doesn't matter because that end result matters. And I know that for speaking of myself in particular, like I've done a video that is like, in my eyes, I'm like, oh man, I didn't have that much money or I didn't get to do it this certain way, but I put my full all into it and someone's like, that was the best thing you did. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, no, that right there, that thing you did, that was the one. And then, you know, there could be companies that might, I, I, I know this happened to a homie uh, where his whole career changed. He shot uh, a kid on a swing, just like a little kid, just on the swing, getting pushed with his family and shot it really dynamically and took it serious, turned it into like own little, his own little spec ad. And that spec ad, end up getting them music videos because people were like, I want that, that feel, that organic nature of whatever happened there with that kid, that euphoria, that whole thing. We want it for our brand, our music video, all this, and it just takes you out of there. So you gotta, you know, you gotta take care of everything you do, even if all you do is have an iPhone to shoot it with at the end of the day, you know? 